I want to be treated just like everyone, everyone, everyone. Recognize the value of identifying as having a disability. 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 A disability. My name is Tali, and I'm a college student studying psychology. Welcome to the Abled Podcast, where I hope to explore topics of disability identity and advocacy in order to understand what it means to pass as disabled and non-disabled. Given that I'm a non-disabled individual, it might seem a little strange that I'm hosting this podcast. However, I believe that everyone should learn about disability advocacy, and not just those who are currently affected directly. This semester, I'm taking a course called Passing in American Society. The class examines the action of passing, when people embody an identity outside of their true self, often with the motivation of changing how others treat them. One key identity that we haven't thoroughly explored yet is disability. Historically, claiming a disability identity has led to marginalization, but in recent decades, these identities have attracted great pride and empowerment through the disability rights movement. In the spring of my junior year, Right before the pandemic hit and the world was shut down, I was invited to a conference called Jewish Disability Advocacy Day. On the train from Baltimore to Washington, D.C., I was slightly anxious, since I had absolutely no idea what to expect. Stepping into the Capitol building, I was met with 300 Jews with disabilities and non-disabled allies. I soon learned that throughout the day, we would be hearing directly from disability rights activists, learning about disability policy, and later lobbying members of Congress about disability legislation. The conference room buzzed with excitement and anticipation. At the front of the room was a podium and a banner that read, Jewish Disability Advocacy Day, along with two large televisions that provided live closed captions. Excited chatter echoed as people shuffled into their seats and adjusted their wheelchairs. I'm excited to welcome all of you today to the 10th annual uh, Jewish Disability Advocacy Day. And it's so wonderful to see so many of you here today. It's a superb opportunity to learn and speak out about issues of critical importance to the disability community and to the Jewish community at large. Prior to attending Jewish Disability Advocacy Day, I knew very little about disability rights activism. I knew that many who claim a disability identity are faced with stigma, segregation, and discrimination but I didn't know about the benefits of the disability community. At the conference, I was exposed to how embracing a disabled identity can provide entryway to a community that is self-empowering and supportive. One of the panelists at the conference was named Liz Weintraub, who is a nationally respected disability leader and advocate. Liz's story stands out because she has negotiated her identity of having an intellectual disability and passed in a variety of ways throughout her life in order to influence how others treat her. In an interview on the Protection and Advocacy System podcast, Liz describes her employment journey and how she went from working at a sheltered workshop, a place that only employs people with disabilities at sub-minimum wage, to a competitive integrated employment position. I graduated from um, a boarding school for people with intellectual disability. Um, It was actually the best school of my life, and you might be saying, why? Because it was not 
uh, inclusive environment, um, the kind of environment that I fight for every day. Right. Um, but it was a school that I felt like it wasn't bullied and I could have friends. After graduating from the boarding school, Liz lived at a private institution for individuals with disabilities. She described desperately wanting to leave the institution and that she was able to get out by passing as having epilepsy. The way I got out of the institution was I fake seizures and I would rock and rock and rock and rock and I would run away when I got upset. I would, I studied people when they had seizures and I don't mean uh-huh. to make fun of people because I know seizures are really serious things. Um, but um, but that's the only way I knew that I could have people stop and listen to me. Liz's description of studying others to be able to pass for their identity is quite common among passing narratives. But her story is unique because she tried to gain privileges by taking on another disability that is more visible than her own. Doing so was the only way she knew to have people stop and listen to her, demonstrating the stark difference in how society treats people with visible versus invisible disabilities. Later in life, Liz also engaged in a desire to pass, but this time as non-disabled. Liz described her desire to pass as neurotypical when applying for jobs so that she could have equal employment opportunities. I kept on saying to people in my interview, before I got the job, I want to be treated just like everyone else. In her current employment position at the Association of University Centers on Disabilities, the act of not passing and embracing her intellectual disability is what makes Liz so good at her job. As a senior advocacy specialist and host of the YouTube show Tuesdays with Liz, she helps disseminate information about disability policy in plain language so that those with intellectual disabilities have a seat at the table. By not passing as neurotypical and acknowledging her disability through her work, Liz is able to increase accessibility for others. In contrast to Liz's story, in which her intellectual disability is an asset to her job, a man named Charles Littleton was denied a job from Walmart due to his challenges with interpersonal skills as a result of his intellectual disability. In March 2003, Mr. Littleton applied for a job as a cart pusher at a Walmart in Alabama and was denied the job after his interview. Under the American Disabilities Act, known as ADA for short, people must typically prove their disability in order to gain access to rights and accommodations. The lower courts in Alabama decided that Mr. Littleton was not sufficiently disabled to qualify for job accommodations under the ADA. The court used Littleton's successful adaptation and pride in his skills against him in order to disqualify him from claiming a disability identity and corresponding ADA rights. Littleton appealed to the Supreme Court and was forced to highlight his disability, defined by the courts as incapacities, in order to secure job accommodations. Essentially, Littleton was forced to pass as disabled to gain rights. Since the disabled and non-disabled are categorized as distinct by the law, indications of ability can be used to disqualify people 
from the rights provided to the disabled, while indications of disability can be used to disqualify people from typical civil rights. Passing as disabled can help people gain access to certain rights only afforded to those with disabilities, while passing as non-disabled can allow people refuge from stigma and discrimination. As disability is increasingly connected to certain privileges through accommodations that are meant to level the playing field, we increasingly see concerns of non-disabled individuals trying to pass as disabled. For example, recent news stories accuse wealthy students and their families of obtaining questionable diagnoses of learning disabilities to secure extra time on college entrance exams. 50 people have been charged in what federal prosecutors in Boston have called the largest college admissions cheating scandal ever prosecuted in the United States. William Singer didn't answer questions when he left the federal courthouse in Boston after pleading guilty to running a nationwide college admissions bribery scheme. Rick Singer was the mastermind behind the largest college admissions scandal in the nation. For large sums of money, Singer was able to get wealthy kids admitted to elite universities through illegal methods. According to court filings, Singer explains that for $4,000 or $5,000, a psychologist he worked with would write a report saying a student had disabilities and required special accommodations. In a conversation to a parent over the phone that was recorded by the FBI, Singer said, What happened is, all the wealthy families that figured out that if I get my kid tested and they get extended time, they can do better on the test. So most of these kids don't even have issues, but they're getting time. The playing field is not fair. The playing field indeed is not fair but not for the individual Singer is referring to. Test accommodations exist because standardized tests like the ACT or SAT were not written for individuals with disabilities who experience extreme disadvantages in the testing process if they are not provided with accommodations. Individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities may write more slowly or experience increased distractedness, making extended time accommodations crucial for them to perform at their full potential. Reflecting on my experience at Jewish Disability Advocacy Day, I was really lucky to have been able to learn and share a space with so many disability advocates. I've noticed, however, that not everyone is able to see the value in self-advocacy. Accusations of passing are commonly hurled against self-advocates, since many people assume that individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities cannot advocate for themselves Successful self-advocates are often faced with doubts about whether they are actually disabled and therefore able to speak for this population. However, successful self-advocacy and upward mobility in mainstream society is not an indication of misdiagnosis or deception. Individuals with disabilities are not necessarily passing as abled just because they have been successful and can do so through their disabled identities, as we saw with Liz's story. Success is not necessarily measured by the creation or display of a disability identity, nor is it measured by proving one is passing as non-disabled. Instead, success through self-advocacy supports people in developing who they are, what they want, and how to obtain it through explorations of well-being and social justice. By breaking away from sharp demarcations of identity, we're able to create a flexible understanding of identity and meet the individualized needs of all people. This has been an episode of Abled, where I explore what it means to pass as disabled or non-disabled. 
Next time, I'll be sharing stories of mental health conditions and passing. Thank you for listening.